0: May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The trouble with celebrating All Saints Day is that there is a tendency for us all to go home feeling rather small or inadequate. We hear about men and women who have loved their enemies and turned the other cheek, as they walked the gallows or as the fires lit beneath them. We hear about men and women who have translated scripture or written new works of profound spiritual truth which have given us all great insight into the wonder of God's glory and capacity to love. Having heard about all these great men and women, people like me tend to say things like, and of course we are all called to be like this. We are all called to be saints. And we think of our feeble attempts at following the challenging call of Jesus. We think of our feeble acts of service for the sake of our faith. And we think of the important questions of faith that we don't give ourselves the time or opportunity to even think about properly. And we can end up feeling as though we failed. But today we hear again the restored bells of St. Paul's Cathedral calling us out, as it were, from tears to joy, from darkness to light, or in the words of our reading from the book of Revelation, mourning and crying will be no more, for the first things have passed away. See, I am making all things new. The peal of bells have been silent here at St. Paul's since New Year's Day when they rang out for the last time before being dismantled and removed from the Northwest Tower. Apart from the two world wars and a period in the 1920s when the cathedral was closed, the bells have sounded for services almost every Sunday since they were dedicated in 1878. And now on their 140th birthday, we come to rededicate them. And those who ring them as they resume normal service and as they awaken us all to the love of God in this holy place. Of course, they vary in size. The largest weighs over three tons and is perhaps the most impressive with its deep, sonorous tone, but it's also the most difficult to extract and put back in place. The smallest has a higher pitch that chimes with a crisper sound so that we can appreciate the whole peel in full swing But each one of those bells calls us out. Our gospel reading this evening suggests another type of calling. When Jesus cried out with a loud voice, he said to the one who was bound, Lazarus, come out. There are different levels of understanding in the gospel of John. There is the historical level, the fact that a man who had been dead for four days comes back to life a miracle that proclaims the glory and power of God, the Lord of both life and death. The crowd sees this glory and many believe. There is also the symbolic level. Aren't we all like Lazarus? Are there not parts in each of us that are dead, more or less hidden in our unconscious self, in the shadow areas or in the tomb of our being? The people that we refuse to listen to because they're different and so we hurt them. All those destructive acts that create a stench in the hidden parts of our being. The things that we don't want to look at or admit. I like the fact that in our gospel reading Jesus asks Martha and the others present to get involved. Take away the stone, he says. But Martha always uh, fussing. And anxious, wanting to do her best, even at a time like this, says, Lord, you can't take away this stone. There will be a terrible stench. Jesus doesn't even attempt to answer the question, but asks her to get involved, reminding her that if she believes, she would see God's glory. And with tears running down her cheeks, not knowing whether to embrace her brother or to embrace the feet of Jesus, In love and adoration, she is filled with a sense of awe and of peace. Charles Wesley wrote a famous hymn in 1738, which is engraved on his statue in Aldersgate Street. In it, he writes of his conversion, Long my imprisoned spirit lay, Fast bound in sin and nature's night, Thine eye diffused a quickening ray, I woke the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth and followed thee. Perhaps with each chime, the bells are calling us out, calling us upwards onto the greater things that God has in store. Perhaps in God's eyes, sainthood is not only about fulfilling a long list of criteria approved by theologians, cardinals and popes. Perhaps in God's eyes, sainthood is simply about being a faithful friend of Jesus. Perhaps sainthood is not about impressing or inspiring hundreds of thousands, even millions of people by the example of your Christian faith and courage. Perhaps sainthood is about small acts of kindness charity and compassion that nobody knows about other than the person who benefits from them and of course God. I respect the church's way of making saints. It has been a good thing and we have the stories of great women and men to inspire us and we have a calendar organized to have days dedicated to remember and to honour their lives. However, I think it's important to remember that there are other ways of attaining sainthood that aren't to do with verifiable miracles or numbers of converts, but are to do with faithful friendship of Jesus, expressed in simple acts of Christian charity, kindness and love. So when you hear next the bells of St. Paul's Cathedral ring, please don't let them leave you feeling in any way inadequate because you haven't performed many miracles. You haven't written a weighty theological or spiritual tome and you are unlikely to be burnt at the stake. If you are a faithful friend of Jesus, let the bells call you to worship, call you to living out that friendship as best you can in loving and caring service of others. Then I believe you can count yourself as a member of the community of saints. Amen.